Hello and welcome to the Points of Rule podcast. Aaron, we're back again, but we are together virtually this time. We're not together, are we? We are, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's very odd. Yeah, I'm not. I'm used to be, uh, you know, sitting next to you, feeling your warmth. But uh, no, this time I'm on my own. That, that sounds a bit creepy. Now you said now you said they put it like that. It sounds very odd. It sounds very odd. But yes, we are. We're together, albeit virtually this time. But we are not alone. We are joined by two guests on the podcast this evening. Uh, two people who have kindly joined us as long as sending us some beer. We are joined by David and Dale from Deadweight Brewing. Guys, how are you doing? You okay? Smashing, yeah. How are we doing? Yeah, very good. Very good. Thank you. So thank you both for, for coming on and indeed for sending the beers that you sent out to us, which we'll, we'll come on to very, very soon, which we'll be trying whilst we are chatting. Um, but without <laughs> without further ado, guys, um, we'll, we'll delve straight in. Um, I don't know which one of you wants to take the lead, David or Dale. It's up to you. I'll let you. I'll let you fight between the two of you. But tell us. Well, I tell think us about yourselves David, and Deadweight. As David did most of the uh, the back and forth on social media. Do you want to start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll, uh, I'll kick off. Uh, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, what, what, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your, your journey to starting Deadweight and your uh, your history that's led you to where you are now. Okay, so if we're going way back, uh, we, me and Dale met at uni, uh, we were doing something completely unrelated, well, unrelated to what I do now, but uh, we were doing film production at uni, uh, literally first day, first class, yeah, and we've been together ever since, so. You make it sound so romantic. Yeah, it is romantic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and back then, Dale was teetotal, uh, I drank Budweiser and Coors, but we didn't have a clue, uh, whatever was cheapest. <laughs> And then, yeah, fast forward sort of after uni, we both ended up in Nuneaton where we are now. Uh, and then slowly but surely sort of discovered Real Ale, got into that, uh, and then sort of, yeah, started getting a bit more experimental with Brewdog, I guess, was the first, like, like a lot of people, was the first big mm-hmm. craft, you know, brewery that got everyone interested in that sort of thing. It's the yeah. gateway drug, isn't it? It is a gateway drug, yeah. Yeah, it and is, then, yeah, massively. Um, say what you will about them now, but you know, back then it was punk IPA was like the absolute tits, wasn't it? It was well, yeah, what everyone was raving about, and yeah, I think from there, vocation, Thornbridge, the sort of you know, the old school, um, craft brewers who we still drink a lot of now, you know, love those, those breweries, um, yeah, and then like all good plans, it started the pub one night after <laughs> probably far too many drinks. We just went, why don't we, why have we ever tried to make it? Surely we, we could try that. Uh, ordered a homebrew kit online and yeah, three and a half years later, here we are launching a website finally. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. so is it still on a, a, a small homebrew sort of scale that you, you're doing it now? What What's the, what's, what is it? Just a little thing in your garage or? Yeah, pretty much. It's still yeah. very small scale at the moment. We both still have full-time jobs that we both mm. have to work. So it's uh yeah. It's most evenings a week, though, isn't it? It's keeping yeah. us very, very busy, which is great. You know, we always envisioned it was going to be a busy, busy time, especially mm. when we just launched. Mm. And hopefully, as it progresses, as it grows, we'll start knocking our other jobs down a little bit, you know, and then focus more on this. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's it's good that you can have that, you know, I say balance. It probably isn't, doesn't feel like a balance Not at times. <laughs> but, yeah, but at least you've got that you know you've got the money coming in from the day job and then you can do this on the side something that yeah. you're passionate about and keep it going but it's interesting that you're saying um Dale you were you were teetotal to the point was it was it the, was it the the stresses of uni that kind of <laughs> turned you on to beer then or is it David leaving you astray what was the what was the <laughs> so, no, no. so I 
I didn't start. I went through college first, and uh, college was a brilliant time, which involved far too much drink. Mm. And I think after college, realizing how much I'd spent on money and uh, mm. how much money I'd spent on beer, and uh, even back then when it was, I think, less than a pound for a pint of Fosters in the, yeah. the pub, oh, when you, wow. yeah, that's in the old, <laughs> the old um, Stafford Weatherspoons. That was so, uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, after that and realizing how much weight I'd just put on, just because all we were doing was going to the pub and drinking when we should have probably been working, and thought, you know what, through uni, I want to focus on my degree a bit, so I'm going to knock it on the head, and, and then mm. just as soon as we finished uni, it was straight back on it again. Yeah, well played. That that must have taken some unbelievable strength to be fair to be able to do that. The thing is. I don't think it did because my experience of drinking was with things like Fosters and really, uh, really <laughs> shit lager. So I wasn't right. really missing uh, anything. Enough. It's only when yeah, I came no. back to it after and I yeah. started actually drinking proper drinks, proper beer, that I was like, oh, shit, this is what I've missed. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that, you know, 90p pints of Fosters would be enough to turn most people off to be fair. Horrendous. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely horrendous. <laughs> And it was always a sad like at uni in a plastic glass, and it's like, oh, oh you just can't yeah. get any worse. I yeah. don't, yeah, <laughs> can't oh, get worse. Yeah, God, and then it would tepid as well, won't it? Like, <laughs> absolutely. That's the special. That's that's the secret to the uh, the amazing taste. Yeah. Yeah. I would just like to I'd like to quickly point put in though. Um, it was probably about six months, eight months or so where you were off oh, during yeah. uni as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. I blanked that out from my memory. Yeah. One uh, one particularly messy Halloween after that. Uh, yeah, it ended horrendously. Um, the missus uh, wasn't happy. Uh, kicked me out of the bedroom. And then in the morning I went, all right, I'm not drinking for like three weeks. And then I didn't drink for six months. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I, I mean, saw I the light, you know. <laughs> I sort of think that if you did, like, and I know that, you know, people have said that, that they've stopped for a certain amount of time and you sort of get the thought of doing it is a lot worse than actually doing it. Like, you know, once you've done it for a bit, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, it's not too bad to be fair. Yeah, so, and I suppose as well. I suppose the the way we drink now is just completely different to how we yeah. used to drink. Because, yeah. uh, like I say, it's ninety p pints of Fosters, and it's as many as you can get through. Whereas yeah. now it's yeah. well, craft beer is a lot stronger anyway, and it's yeah. you know a couple a night, and it's taking mm. your time with them and enjoying mm. the flavors yeah. rather than yeah, that's chugging. It. Yeah, well, it's not a challenge to see how many pound pounds you can get down your neck, is it? It's just when you're paying six pound a pint, you want to enjoy it rather than just <laughs> savour it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I, this is a bit of a tangent, but I say this about with, with you know craft beer and things. You know, we dry January and October and things. It's I think if we have more of a healthy relationship with it, like you say, of just having you know in this world in particular, then you don't need to go dry for a month and then binge for the rest of the year. Just be sensible no. about it and enjoy it and savour it and don't go. Ten, like say 10 pints every other day or whatever it is and then just enjoy what you're drinking and just be sensible about it which Absolutely. in this world that, that you are so as, as part of the, this podcast is for just your recent launch of your new range of beers yeah so john tell us about the beers that you've just released a couple of which is which you've sent us today so john tell us about the beers that you started with the journey to decide on those beers that you started with and how that how that came about do you want to take the beers and then I'll talk a little bit about the journey? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so so the beers that we launched with, um, so starting with uh, the, the most fun label, I think everyone would agree, uh, Dinghy, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. which is a 4.3% session, uh, like New England style pale ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, mega easy drinking, nice and fruity, low bitterness. And yeah, Dinghy, 
basically it's a it's a weird reference that I don't actually know where or why we said it in the brewery, but it's from Four Lions where they say rubber yeah. rappers, mate. <laughs> yeah. 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 And for whatever that. reason, <laughs> yeah, we put it on the can because we had to. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, we just said it one day and then it just sort of stuck and we're like, ah, fuck it, let's call it a beer dinghy. Why not? Mm. And obviously with the nautical theme, <laughs> it's, it it's the lowest percentage beer and it sort of fits in with, mm. you know, small boat. boat. Small boat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I must admit, I've uh, I've got a dinghy uh, to try. I've not about to open it, Um, and the rubber dinghy rapids, mate. That that cracked me up. Like really cheered me up. To be fair, that (laughs) it really really made me laugh. That's what that one's all about, though, isn't it? That one we had so much fun with that beer, and even just designing the label for that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the label. You know, like a nice little rubber duck, just to cheer you up while you have your beer. You know, it's it's lovely. This is it. That's the idea. But yeah, so yeah, that's the sort of the the weakest of the launch beers in terms of alcohol. Um, next up is uh, Aurora, which is the Pilsner. Uh, that's sort of like five percent, um, crisp, easy drinking again. You know, really nicely carbonated. Obviously, not really suited for this time of year, but you can drink it in the pub if it's warm. Mm-hmm. Tons of it. That's the idea of that. Uh, and then we've got. Brain, Tempest. Tempest would be the next strongest, which is, yeah, 7.4% Baltic Porter. So, yeah, we want to try something a little bit different. Um, we've mm. started getting into different styles of dark beers in the last couple of years. Uh, and also with the Baltic Porter, it's a bit more of a carbonated, uh, stout-like drink. So yeah. you've got the sort of nice chocolate uh, flavours and undertones, um, but obviously just a little more carbonated, how they would be traditionally made. Uh, and then... The big boys, you've got Paradise Lost, uh, which is a 9.7% uh, double IPA. Massive stone fruit flavours, thick, creamy. Yeah, the big ones. Um, and then uh, you've got, yeah, the Pièce de Résistance. You've got Dark Horizon, which is the 10.8% Imperial Stout uh, with chocolate and vanilla. Mm. Which is a, a nice a nice range of styles strengths mm. to get your name out there i suppose and yeah and uh dale I suppose you'll tell us about the uh the journey as to why that's done but a quick one is uh, you might tell me as part of that journey is are you guys brewing what you guys want to drink what you think will sell yes. a combination of the two or what's the what's the balance and the rationale behind it it's a bit of both isn't it but one of yeah. the major things we've always said is we don't want to put a beer on our website that we wouldn't drink ourselves mm-hmm it's, yeah. it's got to be of a certain flavour and quality that we know we happily sit down and drink our own stock. Yeah, yeah. so you'll never yeah. see it. You probably will never see a sour on there because we don't do sours Ooh. or that style. It's just, <laughs> I've tried. I've tried more than Dale. No, no, uh, yeah. I've tried a couple and they just don't. I, nah. I really oh, have tried to get, get into them. But uh, yeah, you'd get on like but, a house on fire with the uh, with the two guys at Quirky Man. They can't stand sours either. <laughs> ah, there we go. But yeah, I think leave that to the people who excel at it. You know, mm. I like to think that the beers that we put out there are ones that we excel at. So we'll carry mm. on doing what we're good yeah. at and let others good crack point. on with sours. It's yeah, it's not a problem. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. So uh, do you want to tell us about the journey of, of the actual uh, development of these uh, beers and Dale and, and how long it's kind of taken you to get to the point of where <laughs> you're happy with them to say, right, we can we can push the button now? Yeah, so um, like David said when he was uh, telling about the history of when we started, we got the home brew kit and then as mm. soon as we did that one kit, we both went away and we wrote a, a recipe each, didn't we? Mm. And one of them being a 
an IPA that you wrote, and one of them being a stout that I wrote, which was the very first iteration of Dark Horizon, okay. which was, I think it ended up being about four and a half percent, didn't it, on the first attempt? And <laughs> yeah, very, very flat, very, very thin. But we were just dead excited about it at the time. And that mm. that has gone yeah. through so many versions mm. and iterations over the years until up until probably about, what's it, about six months ago, we we kind of like said, no, let's properly do it as an imperial rather than messing yeah. around like hitting like the mid numbers, like the sevens and the eights. Well, mm. Let's go big with it. Mm. So, I mean, one of the things we've always said about stouts, anyway, we're both big imperial stout fans. And we've been, oh, the last year or so have been quite particular about I don't really want to drink that stout because it's going to be thin if it's below a certain percentage. Yeah. Yes, so, thank you. What a point. Thick. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Massively, Almost want to, you know, want to have a knife and fork to have it. Really, yeah. it's got to be yeah, properly chewy yeah. and thick. Mm. So we thought we wanted we want to go big with this one. So it was not that long ago we decided that. I think the biggest thing we've had though was the pale ales. Like we initially wanted to launch, which a beer that's coming out very soon, which we'll probably cover at some point, is um, one of our which was going to be one of our core beers, a beer called Ajax, which is going to be our one of our flagship pale ales. Mm-hmm. And it it it's taken us probably two years to get that recipe to a point where we were actually happy with it. And during that process of experimenting and testing, Dingy was born during that, as we were just thinking, well, what flavours do we really want from this beer? What hops really work? Yeah. Let's brew a beer where we're just using a single hop like Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. brewed it and Dingy was born and we were like, wow this is actually really, really good. I'm yeah. really, really happy with this beer and it's everything we wanted from a session pale ale. Mm. Yeah, so that yeah. like dinghy was born fairly recently, wasn't it? That was a, a happy accident almost, I'd say. Yeah. But it was... They're the best ones normally. So Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And then I think our other beers, I mean, it's just, uh, it's been a case of a lot of hard work, a lot of um, testing and a lot of different versions until we got them to the point where we're really happy with them, like Paradise Lost and Tempest and Aurora. Mm. So I think we're, we've brewed Aurora several times now, haven't we? And it's, uh, it's just been getting better and better as we've got it until yeah. we obviously launched the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're drinking a lot of beer and test batches up until that point, which is... Lots you know, of quality control, what a shame. Yeah, what a yeah, shame. It's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Many, uh, ha- hazy that. nights, yeah. So we'll jump into the beers and we'll jump into dinghy, as we were just talking about it. Aaron, you have got said can of, can of dinghy. And Dave, I do. You've also got a can of dinghy. Um, so Aaron with uh what what's your uh what's your thoughts on the on the dinghy love it yeah it's Did good you? that um uh, yeah very much um my sort of beer you know i, I love galaxy uh as a hop you can never really go wrong with uh with galaxy um very very good yeah very nice one thing that i i, I want to um uh, let you know is this is the the body in there for a beer at four three is brilliant like Thank that's you. that's really well done, guys. Honestly, that is yeah, some beers you'll get, you know, that can be five, six percent, you know, whatever X amount, you know, um AVB. And it can still taste thin. And like you were saying before, you know, you want a knife and fork. I don't necessarily want a knife and fork with a uh, with me session pale, but <laughs> I do love body in beer, and I think a lot of beers can sometimes go into that wishy washy sort of territory. And this is nowhere near that it's very very good so yeah getting body into, into beer mm. very yeah th- yeah that's a big uh a big uh, you know a plus yeah. uh a plus 10 from me that very, well, very thank good. you cheers yeah cheers that yeah that was to be fair with that beer that was really important because like you say i'm exactly the same as you you get all these beers where it's almost like the the session pale is the throwaway it yeah. should be like the introduction shouldn't it it should be the yeah. best beer of your lineup yeah. almost 
you know it should be mm-hmm. the one that gets people it's accessible because of the, the percentage and the price normally um yeah so well, it should that's be it, a real it, yeah. yeah it should be a real shout of like look we can nail this type of beer but yeah this is the yeah. first one we've had in a, in a while to be fair because obviously we've had to save the stock for the the website unfortunately <laughs> um and actually yeah not to to our own horns but it's tasting that's tasting the best it has so which i am well yeah yeah definitely really happy yeah. Yeah. no I, I really am uh really happy with that guys honestly well well done yeah. really really like that Excellent. thank you very much thank you. As th- this might be as coming from a an outside perspective which you guys as brewers and Aaron you also as a brewer can probably say but I always think it's harder to be impressed by a session pale and so I always find it's harder for something to say that brewery has done a session pale or a session IPA and done it really well do you know what I mean because it's mm. with a, a big hoppy juicy IPA or dipper it's kind of chuck ops in it until you know chuck kitchen sink at it and it'll probably, probably <laughs> yeah. turn out all right whereas if you're trying to be a bit more calculated about it like saying get a a decent body and a decent approach to a session pale or an IPA. If you can nail that, then like you say, that's that's the the showcase or the introduction of, well, look, we can do this to a beer that's four, four point five percent, whatever it may be. Well, so if you can do that to a beer that's that strength, well, what on earth can you do to a beer that's even bigger than that? Do you know what I mean? So if you can yeah. get that in a small beer, then it can only mean good things for for big beers. Because like you say, I think as the times that we're currently in get you know not worse but you know progress on a little bit and things get more expensive people will be trying to get more bang for the buck and get more out of ingredients and cheaper alternatives you know would be and going for a session beer rather than a, a dipper or a, a seven percent ipa so if you can get the same experience for better value then i think it's these sort of beers are, are going to come into their own in the next sort of six to 12 months however long this this whole situation of cost of ingredients and cost of living might might carry on for yeah no absolutely yeah and like i say hopefully we've well i think we have achieved that with with dinghy so and, and like dale said before the most important thing for us i think is making beers that we want to drink mm. you know I, I almost if we've got our own beers in the fridge i want to reach for that over another brewery you know it's mm. that sort of thing so no i'm really i'm pleased with the apart from that we have to sell it but yeah. we do have to sell it unfortunately <laughs> yes. but, yeah if we didn't have to sell it you know there's one or two that's fallen off you know the web shop is fine it's quality oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's always always a perks, that done it. Oh, the job. yeah a couple of cases always go missing somehow <laughs> yeah so um so what what size what size are you producing on then i know you're saying it's a very small scale but what per batch are we looking at in terms of the yield for, for cans because I assume that you are going small packing just cans at the moment you're not doing anything anything further than that yeah no absolutely it's just uh, cans at the moment it's when we say small I don't think people realise like it's tiny tiny mm. small so uh, so we've just brewed or we just canned uh, another version of Aurora the Pilsner um, and it's our biggest batch ever and it's 100 cans so right. it's like right. mega tiny at the moment mm. yeah we're, we're brewing on a 70 litre system um, wow. like I say yeah, which is the biggest system we've brewed on. We started literally with pots and pans in the kitchen. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then progressed yeah, to 35 yeah. litre. And now we've doubled our output. Um, mm. But the idea is to, for the next sort of 12 months, to like properly nail down all the beers we send out, um, get a following, get our names out there. Mm. And then hopefully in sort of 12, 18 months, hopefully just as the recession ends, we can then yeah. launch, <laughs> get a premises, quit a day jobs, live the dream. That is the that's the aim. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, yeah. Right off into the sunset, drinking dinghy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys canning yourself then, or do you? And well, I'm guessing you can't send that out if it's only sort of a hundred cans. So are you doing? Have you got like your own canning machine, or are you yeah. using like uh, you know like a cannula or something like that? 
That's exactly what he's using. Yeah, we're using a cannula. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're, everything at the moment it is just the two of us from conception to design to canning to brewing. Everything it's we just do it ourselves by hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lab- say, labeling put, by hand. I'm going to say, did you put the label on by hand? Who has got that job? Because that is a a pain. That's me. That's me. Yeah. Mostly. I mean, I've got it's to say, well done, mate. Yeah, I'm going to say, well done. Like, so if it's that one that's straight, was it one that came off first? The first one. If it was like the hundredth, can it might just be oh whatever, just send yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, that's it. That's it, definitely yeah. first one at morning that you've yeah. sent me because that is perfect. <laughs> no, to be fair, Dale's got the knack of that. It's it's quite funny actually. It's quite funny how without having a conversation about it, we've almost just have our own roles. Mm. So, like even down to like because it's the glamorous bit that everyone talks about the cleaning. Yeah. The brewing yeah. is like ninety nine percent cleaning. So, but we've always like every brew day, we don't have to communicate about anything. We know exactly what we're cleaning, and then we know who's even like stirring the mashing. Like we'll alternate sometimes, but normally it just falls into a, a, a routine. And canning, yeah. it's always, it's it's not glamorous. It's literally a beer gun off the case, yeah, yeah. and then onto the cannula. And Dale does the cannula a bit, and then does the labels. And it's yeah. It's sort of it's worked out because we've known it for you know three years. It yeah, we sort of just fall into place now, which is which is great to be fair. We don't have to think about it or talk about it, it just gets done and we can crack on. So yeah. It's good when you've got that sort of working, you know, relationship where you could mm. it's as long as like as you say, it's unspoken, isn't it? You know, it's just ding ding ding, bouncing off each other. It makes the day so much easier, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's much better. I mean, it, it helps that we've we've known and we've worked together through like doing student films and stuff for so long yeah. as well and then yeah it's just uh that kind of background it just helped us just fit into our roles really nice and easy didn't it and just trust each other and work with each other really quickly and easy mm. yeah no absolutely and like i said it's been 15 years i think so yeah oh, bloody hell. we can't i don't think <laughs> we can really annoy each other now i think we've got to the stage where yeah we're just yeah you've not killed yeah. each other yet so you're all right yeah, I don't think about. Too fair. It's 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 easy. We never get to that point. If we ever annoy yeah. each other, we will just say, "Oh, you're a prick," and then move on. Just move Bang, on. You you That's didn't it, kill yeah. me after yeah the best man speech this year either. So no best man speech was was fine. He, he dug up some old photos uh, from you, <laughs> which were not flattering in the slightest. Mm. From that Halloween night, to be fair, I looked at oh, well absolute done. state. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it went down well. So yeah. I've That's got his, our best man. That's his job. Best man, man, man though, isn't though, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got the revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Aaron, we we certainly know where to come for advice on a on a cannula anyway, because um, mm. we've we've uh, exactly. started doing small batches ourselves, which we did our uh, our first batch of West Coast, and we're we're going to do tomorrow. We're going to brew uh, a red ale tomorrow, which this oh, yeah. this batch this batch probably isn't going to get canned. It's probably the one after. But you've uh, you've just taken a, a long term rental of a cannula, haven't you, Aaron? So you'll be we'll be yeah, trying so to get like to when... grips with that very soon. Well, this is it. So when you guys said um, using a cannula, I was like, right, after this uh, show, uh, I'm getting on with these guys because uh, that's <laughs> what we're sort of going to want to do in the new year uh, is do small batches of about, strangely enough, 100 cans ago to sort oh, of see, mm. see how it goes. So, yeah, no, I'll definitely be uh, exchanging emails with you and asking for you to film a tutorial on how to do it. That's absolutely fine. So- to be fair, the cannula the is... Cannula's- Probably one of the best bits of kit we bought. It yeah. definitely goes corny kegs are like spot on. They're just yeah, perfect. yeah. That's what we're using as well. Yeah, yeah, they're wicked. They are. They never falter. They never fail. We've had. We've gone through the solid album. two, two or three brew kits, which have like blown yeah. up and all and all sorts. And we take we do take real good care of them. Obviously, you have to. Mm. 
Um, yeah, they've yeah. Been, they've been pretty shit, to be fair. Um, yeah. But no, the, yeah, the corner cakes were spot on, and the cannula, actually. I don't, apart from like the initial teething problems when you set it up, apart from that, it's been perfect, I think. It has been brilliant. Yeah, I yeah. think the, the biggest, I won't name product names, but. Yeah, we'll take we, after. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, <laughs> the biggest issue we had with our kit was actually a um, can filling system, wasn't yeah. it? Which we reverted ah. back to using a beer gun. Yeah. after using it for a period of time and that's just for simplicity at least it's been brilliant hasn't it i mean we've yeah. gone for a couple of them but for how cheap they are and they yeah. do the job perfectly yeah. being able to purge everything correctly getting the right levels into the can mm. it's just nice and accessible yeah we definitely go through we go through phases of like right we're trying to keep everything as low a cost as possible obviously let's yes. spend the money on this really good bit of kit and <laughs> twice it's happened and it's been absolute shite and so yeah. luckily we've sent them back by the time we got refund and just reverted back to the old ways good old-fashioned beer gun it takes longer but it actually yeah we lost two batches of beer with a beer filler right yeah. so yeah. that immediately got sent back um but yeah no old school it takes a bit longer but we put chili peppers on and crack on well there you so, go that's it in it yeah. so no that, that it's so it's literally so weird you know i mean i would i were only talking to steve about the idea we were having uh saturday i think it was yeah yeah oh yeah and so and then out of nowhere you guys have said yeah we do it so yeah that's uh that's it and i'm gonna go tomorrow now to work skipping along like charlie yeah, yeah. his golden <laughs> ticket saying uh we're getting a cannula yeah, yeah. definitely do it. yeah can, yeah definitely recommend it yeah, the worst case scenario, Brilliant. mate. We'll tax tax deductible business trip. We'll just have to have a trip down uh, down your way and uh, come see it. Well, yeah, exactly. It gives us an in person demonstration of how to do it. So absolutely, the exactly. yeah. Uh, the only way to Super. go. The only way to go. Um, so you said that um, you guys are everything start middle end. You do it all yourself. Do, do you guys do design of the labels and everything? Then is that all you guys, or do you have help with that, or what's the What's the score? No, there? no, so no, that is all down to ourselves. So obviously mm-hmm. we we source photographs, um, mm-hmm. but then all of the, the labels are designed mm-hmm. by ourselves. Um, obviously we sent them off to get printed, mm-hmm. but then yeah, um, from so our, our labels have definitely evolved massively in the last six, oh no, three months really, I guess. Yeah, I think that's that's a lot of credit to you on that one though. So I I originally, if you remember, I was a little resistant mm. because there's, um, there's certain breweries out there and they have like the photographic pretty images like landscapes and stuff and I thought I don't really mm. want to tread on their toes almost it mm. feels like it's, it's almost their brand mm. until like you, you were quite persistent saying no I think we should try it and we, we source these photographs and it's, that's one thing as well we always credit the artists on the back of the can as well yeah, yeah. yes I've seen that you've done that on the uh, the back of dinghy you've uh, yeah. credited the artist mm. but yeah you you were quite persistent with that and after we we messed around with it a little bit and sort of like yeah that that looks so much better so our original labels which for the time it was very simple it was a, a block color and every different beer was a different color just with our dead weight anchor essentially in the mm-hmm. background so every beer just was a different color but it was it was pretty basic wasn't mm-hmm. it we just wanted to we wanted to redesign before we launched anyway mm-hmm. and then yeah. obviously you had the idea with the the photos yeah. and it's worked out brilliantly because they look fantastic it's one of, i'm so happy with the labels we've got yeah, yeah definitely i think i think as well i think for me it's always whenever i think about uh can label design it's always what i reach for in a shop yeah and so that mm. for me you've got sort of three different styles for craft beer you've got the sort of cartoony the daya baron mm-hmm. sort of style beak. beak yeah and then yep. you've got your sort of block color ones and then you've got the photographic ones so yeah. you yeah. know for me, that's the sort of style. I just, I don't know. I just like the, the look of it. Um, 
obviously Dare and mm. Baron and Beat make smashing beer, so we still drink it. But you know, yeah, it's yeah. just no, what yeah, I normally it's, it's <laughs> what I normally if it's not a name, then I reach for a pretty can, mm. essentially. Yeah. Um it's the first thing that got me into uh Pomona Island was mm. when I went in, I just saw how simple that design was, which sort of sounds similar to what your original one was, where it is just <clears throat> a sort of a pastel colour the Pomona Island thing and then some sort of clip art or something on there with the name and I I, I loved how simple it was yeah um and it just like because of all the different colors and things they just when they're all lined up they look brilliant and so uniform um yeah and that's what got me onto them straight I, I just thought they look cool I'm having them and then yeah I figured out you know what? They're they're uh, they're pretty damn good. Then yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. It's it's like I say, people buy with their eyes, don't they? And people look for what what stands out. And obviously, it's no bearing of what's on the inside of the can, of course. But it's like you guys, you've got black cans as well, and it's not often that you see black mm-hmm. cans either. So it's anything that kind of gives you the the edge to stand out. To so it's like obviously like they use five hundred mil cans rather than four forty mil, so they're a bit taller. Colonel, a classic example of they just that brown paper label in the bottle yeah. that stands out because it's quite simple. But anything that you can do to give yourself that little that little USP, and it's like from working in a bottle shop when you see all the cans in a nice uniform line on a shelf, it's quite satisfying seeing that. And certain breweries just stand out for that reason because you just see it and it's nice, nice and clean looking, and that familiarity. And you know, there's nothing wrong with doing different designs, but when you can look at a can and go, that's that's a so and so. And like with these, it's yeah. a de- you know. It's a dead weight because you know the photography and you know the picture and you're familiar with it and comfortable with it. It's just, like I say, getting that familiarity and trust with people. That's what people then then go for, isn't it? It's what people are reaching for, especially now when they've probably been more choosy than ever with the beer yeah. choice. It's what you want want them to do, isn't it? So yeah, definitely. I think as well that was the thing with with the labels. Obviously, we wanted the big, flashy photography, but then obviously the dead weight anchor is front and center. It's yeah, yeah. big and obvious. You know, you're not going to miss who. Who it's you know who the beer's from. So, yeah, and obviously yeah. now you mentioned that you work in a bottle shop, will again be exchanging emails. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a definitely it's one of the perks of the job is doing these things. You don't get to do some taste testing, and you can know what what to know what to get and know what to uh, know what to avoid. But definitely, I can recommend the beer that I'm having, which we'll come on to very certainly, and anything that Aaron enjoys. I know that I'll enjoy, so it makes uh, recommending beers very very easy, and and recommending to customers are easy as well. Because doing the podcast and, and doing the blog and things, but then the shop reputation, if you point a beer to somebody, uh, what do you recommend? What have you tried? What, what do you suggest? And yeah. you point some at somebody and it's like, mm, when they come back next week, I don't know what they're going to say about it. But then when they post about it on Instagram saying they recommended this and it was really nice, it, it you know, it's a nice feeling, but then there's always going to be that one somewhere that's like, nah, I didn't, <laughs> didn't like that, mate. And then you're like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So you do when you strike out, and then it's like, no, that's it now. They don't trust me anymore. But certainly, it's it's nice. And when you've tried it, it's certainly it's easier to recommend it, and you know what people's individual profiles are like, and and you can sort of recommend a similar product if you've had this, you'll like that as well. It makes it a lot a lot easier to recommend. But certainly, when yeah. when uh, when you're in a position to, I suppose, are you in a position? Well, I guess you're not in a position really now, are you? So if you're doing a hundred can batch, would you cut part of that off for trade? Would you? Try and restrict it just to your uh, present sort of direct to customer model. What would you What would you do with that? So there's been discussions, um, but I mean, before we launched the website, we were selling to a couple of uh, bottle shops, okay. one reasonably locally and one pretty far away. Um, mm. Obviously, before we could 
before we had the relevant license, licenses to sell direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. But I, I, I don't know. I suppose the advantage of getting into a bottle shop is that you then you get the name out there a bit further. Obviously, yeah. at the moment, yeah. we're just reliant on Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. local word of mouth. Um, but if you get it into an established bottle shop, at least you've got people coming in, looking at them, you know, online web shop. Mm-hmm. It's another avenue, isn't it? So, yeah. But yeah, I think it's something we'd look at. It's definitely something we're going to look at. Yeah, I mean, it's getting it into those shops, like you say, it's it's quicker to get it to a bigger audience. And that then potentially gives us the opportunity to advance quicker as well, get the bigger mm-hmm. kids, start yeah. making the bigger batches of beer. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the thing is, even before we launched the website, one of the things we wanted to do was try and build up a degree of stock. So we we stopped selling to the shops for a period of time just to make sure we were building stock up yeah. ready to launch. Mm. So I think as we do progress, it is something we're going to want to do. We're going to put it back in a couple of shops. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It makes sense. Like you say, when certainly from our perspective at the shop is when you get something new and small batch and, you know, especially on that scale where it's like this is you've got, say two boxes of 12 you've got 24 of 100 then it's like you won't see this anywhere else you know what i mean if you've got something that mm. no one else has or no one else will find apart from if they come direct to you mm. um to your web shop it just makes people that little bit more excited you know what i mean there's still yeah. that sort of excitement of oh my god i found this and no one else will have tried it well one of the first first to try it, excuse me it's that almost pokemon style <laughs> got to catch them all, got to drink them all thing in yeah, this yeah, yeah, craft beer all. world. It's, yeah, people just that, want to be... That's a brilliant way of putting craft beer. Yeah. I like yeah. the Pokemon It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. definitely the, it's the FOMO thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Especially I, on Instagram. It's, yeah, because yeah, I'm in a couple of beer groups and it's you're constantly posting like, oh, look at this new thing, look at this new thing. And you're like, man, I've yeah. run out of money. Stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stop yeah. Posting. Uh, yeah. 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 We'd all be safer if we just drank Fosters and never left Pallet Town. Wherever Ash Ketchum lived, yeah, if we'd yeah. stayed there, we'd have all been fine. But now we've got to drink all. It'd have been bloody miserable. It would have been, yeah. Mm. So, but yeah, it's everyone. Everyone's first to to post it out there, like in this age of social media. It's anything, any, if anyone's got anything over anybody, we'll stick it on Instagram. We'll stick it on. I want to be first to register on Untapped. I want first person to rate that beer or yeah. whatever it is. Everyone just wants to be the first to do anything, and if we can. If we can help as part of that, certainly we'll uh, we'll have a conversation in future for sure about getting mm. uh, getting some cans on the shelves. Definitely, yeah, fantastic. So, whilst your launch has been very successful, David and Dale of the first batch of cans, we're already looking onto what you've got coming up next because you kind of sent out uh, one of your upcoming releases, which you must know us very very well. Um, is a a West Coast IPA, which. Anyone who has listened to the podcast before or followed before will know that me and Aaron both think that West is best. Um, and I yes. think that is, it would take a, a lot to change our minds on that front. But tell us about this West Coast IPA that you are about to announce and release. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there's the next beer that's going to go on the, on the website this week. Uh, it is called Tidal Wave. Um, it's a yeah, West Coast IPA, 6.3% ABV. The sort of the unique thing about this one is that it uses a hop called Hulmelon, which is a German hop, um, mm. obviously with massive sort of fruity, melony flavours, uh, which is really, really unique. I mm. think they, they normally use a lot of lagers um, and that sort of style yeah. of beer. And it was this was purely one of those things where it was an experiment. It was, let's, we want to make a West Coast, let's stick this up on it because it sounds different. I've not, we've not tried it before and mm-hmm. let's give it a go, you know, and see how it comes out. And to be fair, we're really chuffed with the uh, 
with the results. Mm. It's got a nice sort of firm bitterness without being too over the top. Um, yeah. Nice and light and crisp, but it's still mm. got that sort of unique fruity flavour. I think that's a big thing about it. Though. It's that distinct melony kind of flavour that you get from it, which is uh, which I enjoy mm. most about this one. Well, so, well, as soon as I cracked the can, it, as soon as I smelt it, I was like, well, that's definitely West Coast. You know, I knew was, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you open a, a juicy pale or something you smell it you're like, oh yeah that's nice but i smelled that and i was like oh yeah that's west coast just had those characters that sort of piney yeah. that resinous hit to it but then you know looking at it it's got that nice goldy ambery hue to it but you know it's more clear than a than a, a hazy pale or an ipa that that it you know in many arguments should be um but yeah that that bitterness that's coming through it is is fantastic but that middle of that bit of melon character that's going on is very very unique and I know a lot of people would probably argue because I've had West Coast with Sabro in it before and I've really enjoyed them and mm. a lot of people say well it can't be a West Coast IPA with Sabro in it it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. The pitchforks and uh, yeah. what is it? Uh, the mob comes out, doesn't it? Yeah, with torches chasing you out, chasing That's out the village and what yeah, have you. But yeah. it's like as long to me, as long as it's got that bitterness at the front and that mm. bitterness and dryness at the end, the middle yeah. bit, whether it's you know as piney, resinous dry bitter bit of fruitiness whatever bit of hoppiness in mm. there i'm happy with that as long as it does the beginning and the end yeah, the yeah. bitterness the start and the finish and that is definitely there with with the bitterness so is 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 your melon renowned for giving distinct bitterness as well then if you use it at the in the boil is it was yeah. that just something that you just well we'll try it and see what happens so yeah it was a dual purpose hop so you can mm. use it as a bittering hop at the beginning and then it'll give obviously the the flavors and aromas and stuff mm-hmm. if you use it in the end and dry hop um so it was in it was great for this as a single hop mm. beer you can just use it for the whole the whole program uh, process mm. um yeah and going back to what you're saying about people with pitchforks i mean <laughs> technically <laughs> there's nothing to say as far as i know nothing to say about west coast using specific hops no. Traditionally, they'd use no. the sea hops, they'd use mm-hmm. your, your citrus, yeah, yeah. And Columbus and, you know, but normally, but there's nothing to say. It's not like German purity laws and all that, where they've got to use all German, yeah. you know, specific mm-hmm. ingredients and stuff. So, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was just a, a cool experiment. I think that went well. I think so. I think it's quite interesting hearing you both say as well that uh, West is best because, yeah. Uh, I do. It's one of those things with uh, like the West Coast, the East Coast beers, and like East Coast beers, I think, are far more popular. I'd mm-hmm. say overall, uh-huh. they're so accessible and they are soft, fruity, all that. Yeah. But when you get a West Coast beer that is absolutely spot on and just mm. right, it's very hard to top that. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. so hard to beat a really good West Coast beer, but it's very easy to cock them up as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think if it's, uh, it won't shoot ourselves in the foot, but. People like Thornbridge, I think, absolutely smash a West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, Forest Road with their Jupiter, mm-hmm. that is, oh, this year, that is like yeah, one of the beers yeah. a year. Absolutely yeah. blow me away. That's like top tier, you know, um, for, for Westies for me. It's, yeah, Agreed, some, yeah. some some breweries out there. Uh, Burnt Mill make Wicked Westies as well. Mm-hmm. Some really cracking cracking ones out there. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're really chuffed with how this one's come out. Yeah. And obviously because we love the Chili Peppers, it is technically, which is on the back of the can, it's a lyric uh, from Californication. So that is on the yeah. bottom. There's a little, it's a little yeah. shout out, and they're on the west coast. You know, yeah, yeah. There's little exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good that you can express your your interest and passion into that, though. Do you know what I mean? It's good that that's yeah. that comes through. It's not just a, we'll call it this, 
and we'll put that on, and it's just it, it, it's a West Coast IPA with Huel Melon and da, 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 you know just yeah, yeah, perf- yeah. you know perfunctory text that is just copy and paste. Well, this is what it is, and that is, it's good that you've got that. You're able to have that creativity, and I suppose that's the beauty of this world is that you can do that. But because you can control all of that, you're yeah. not relying yeah. on anyone else to do a, a graphic or a design or what have you. It's well, I'm doing label. I'm choosing what goes on it as long as it's got its ABV and its allergens and whatever it needs to, you know, conform yeah. with licensing, etc. Then it's good that you've you've got yeah. that creativity. Yeah. But yeah, like you okay. say, that that that. I mean, Aaron, you'd hate that. Yeah, you'd absolutely. I'm, I, I've taken one for team. You, you'd hate that. Yeah. <laughs> you're a good man. Yeah, yeah. So, I think yeah. Uh, I think, I think you're too kind. <laughs> it's always something we we wanted to play with a bit because uh, for me, the the cans and the like, the breweries I like always have got a bit more information on the back. So for like the beer geek like us, mm. well, I want to know what hops are in it. I want to know, yeah. you know, what, yeah. you know, I don't know, malts are in it. I want to mm. know all that stuff. Um, and also, if you've got something that's a bit funny, you've it, it's shown, that, like you say, someone's put some effort in yeah. and actually thought about what's going to be on the can. Mm-hmm. It's a bit tongue-in-cheek, you know. It, why not? It's fun. I tell you it's, what, there's, there's nothing more infuriating when you're first starting as a home brewer as well is you taste a beer and you think, wow, that tastes absolutely phenomenal. What's in that? And there's bugger all yeah. information in the can. It's got hops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got hops in it. Yeah, well, no shit. Yeah, that shouldn't be allowed, that, should it? Yeah, yeah. It's got hops, wheat, malt and yeast. Yeah, cheers yeah. for that, pal. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah, we always said, like, we didn't want to be secretive about what went. And then we always wanted to make sure people know what hops are in there because it's yeah, spreading yeah. information, isn't it? And well, this Craft is beer, it. it's that community kind of thing it feels doesn't it yeah. like everyone's you know sharing and trying these different beers and the more information everyone's got the better it is for all of us mm. yeah well like i say as well like the, the whole thing with recipe different recipes as well i mean you know saying oh i'm not gonna i'm gonna you know safeguard or gatekeep my hops or anything you put two grams more or five grams less at one point or another it's a different recipe yeah. so yeah, it's you know it's people can be a little bit overly uh, maybe over the sensitive and uh, and trying and I get it you know I'm not asking them to broadcast everything that they've done but at least tell us what's in it you know what I mean yeah definitely yeah, yeah well that's it and then if you think about it you know 99.9% of IPAs or pails will use the same base recipe of oh yeah you know the malt bill or what have you it'll just and like you say they might all use the same hops but well I'm gonna put them in it. 60 minutes I'm going to put them at 20 minutes and I'm going to put yeah. 50 grams in this time I'm going to put 30 grams in or whatever so it's all relative speaking isn't it really of whatever is going on but yeah I must admit it is most people who don't you know a lot of people as we just mentioned earlier Sabro a lot of people don't like that but then you pick a beer that's got Sabro in it and all they'll put is hops it's like well thanks mm. for that and it probably yeah. means you're not going to buy their beer again you know excuse me rather than saying you know rather than being open and transparent if it's got got XYZ in it then and let's be fair, most people are going to find it out anyway. You know, if you want, yeah. if you be secret yeah. about it, you know, it's like we're rushing over with, <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. We're rushing with Pliny the Elder. You know, I think I don't think the true recipe's out there because I change it so often, but I think it's known mm. what hops are used, albeit again, not in what quantity. But people, are making, yeah. you, know, like, you know, Forest Road's Jupiter is going to be, you know, that's a clone of Pliny, which is a very, very damn good beer and a damn good clone. Mm. And you can get there or thereabouts. And to be fair, if you ask Pete at Forest Road, he just messaged you with the recipe. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, yeah, yeah, just just get yeah. 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 <laughs> so this is the thing. It's I think, yeah, because I don't know because like Dale said, because it's a bit of a community, and I don't know. I feel, being part of it, it feels like everyone's just willing to share information. Mm, yeah. If you just ask a question, people aren't actually that bothered because you know it's there's nothing. No. 
There's not people out there to buy beer for everyone, isn't there? So, yeah. well, that's uh, it. Yeah, if exactly. it improves the standard of the whole industry and availability, then it's like, well, it's just benefiting the industry as a whole. As you know, like as we've seen today, with two more breweries that announced as a closing, if we can make that mm. better and get it out to more people and try and make it a better, a better experience for everybody, then it makes the industry more sustainable. And it's market horse has always said the same about breweries. It's not people trying to make or trying to take a slice of the same pie. It's making that pie bigger so everyone gets a, a, an equal or yeah, a fair yeah. share of that pie. You know, it's not all fighting for the same space. You're just trying to make that space bigger so then there's yeah. room for everybody. And that's I think that's the perfect way to look at it as people come and go and you people come like yourselves, then mm. there is still space. But it's just yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's nice as well that you've picked up on that, I think, quite early as well because I know when um, Simon, one of the directors... Um, uh, at Quirky, when he first came in, he was from quite a, a corporate world, and it was all very. When he went to networking, or you know, big London meetings or whatever, you know, the people in the rat race do. Um, you know, he, he said it was all very, you know, oh, don't speak to him, don't speak to her. And then he came into brewing, and it was like, oh, how do you do this? I went, I'm not sure, but hang on a minute, let me just get onto the phone, or you know, let me email this bloke or this, you know, and I and then, you know, an hour a day, a week later, you have an answer and it's, mm. do you want me to just come around and do it? Like, oh yeah, cheers. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah it's we found like, that, oh, yeah. yeah. I think we found so, that massively. Yeah. I think the past few years, I mean, breweries that are probably one or two steps ahead of us, we mm. just messaged them on Instagram and like, like Dan at Red Sea, um, just been like properly sound, given, you know, he's spent the time when we had like a, we had a label machine um, oh, that we couldn't God, get, yeah. we couldn't get synced up and working and he sent them a full, <laughs> video walk around like right do this do this do this do this yeah you know other brewers like if you're asking about licensing stuff and you're like man this is a literal headache what do we do and they just talk you through it and everyone's yeah. willing you know if anybody asks us like i say can you love more than happy yeah because uh, we were there once we were there yeah, yeah. Information. we're still there still yeah there. yeah, we yeah. Need information <laughs> and we're you know if we can help someone out it just makes you feel good doesn't it so well, do you remember yeah, course, well, when we when we first started as well i've, I've got a colleague of mine from the other world of work that I that I'm in, and he started his own brewery based up in in Yorkshire. And he? when he, yeah, when he first started, <laughs> um, it was all about just bringing test samples and letting everybody try it. And uh -huh. obviously, that's absolutely fantastic. And then when we started, he was one of the first people we spoke to. Like, what should we do here? Are we doing this right? Can you just look over this? And he was absolutely fantastic. Mm. Just every bit of information he could give us, he'd call us back and just drop us a message and send us information about absolutely everything. Mm. And it, it's just such a giving community when, yeah. when you properly jump into it. It's been brilliant, hasn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Whereabouts in Yorkshire? Because that's quite important. So Yorkshire's Ooh. a bit of a tribal area. Where is he? He's in, <laughs> oh, is, is he in Yorkshire? He's in, this is going to show my really, really shit geography. He's in Selby, I think. Oh, Selby. Selby. Oh, Selby. Yeah, yeah, Selby's yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. Black I like Selby, that. Black, yeah. Little Black Dog Brewing Company. So we'll oh, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. We know, yeah. Nig we know Nigel Cart, my, uh, my old colleague. So, yeah, yeah, fantastic guy. Yeah, well, yeah we know them. Yeah, well, they've, oh, actually, brilliant. Well, they've actually got a um, an offshoot pub in the same town where the bottle shop is in Castleford. Um, ah, so, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So we know, yeah. know them very, very well. No, oh, very, we very well. Yeah, fantastic guys there. But yeah, it's like say with so many breweries collaborating things, and and, and Trevor at the shop sort of wondered about this once when we post about other businesses at local area. It's like, why are you promoting that business? It's like, yeah, but this world's different, you know. This yeah, in this sort of small independent bottle shop and beer world. If you know, we point out a bar, they point us out and send customers each way as a mm. you know, it's a 
a nice balance and relationship that you've got yeah. that well if you want cans go there but if you want you know we if they come to the bar here where else do you suggest to go we'll go up there and then it all comes full circle doesn't it? like you say because if people are secretive and not willing to give up information it'll come back and haunt them because they'll just get a bad reputation people are like assholes these guys aren't they do you know what yeah. i mean and then yeah. that just builds and builds and builds and then when it comes full circle to them needing a favor in return then people yeah. are going to be like well do you know that time where i needed you and you you said no i just never replied so, <laughs> there you go there's, yeah. there's the cold yeah. shoulder yeah yeah. yeah yeah to be fair even we've, we've even seen that like even today i was doing a few local deliveries people who had ordered beer um and one of them i didn't realize uh worked for twisted barrel who were over in coventry literally okay. 20 minutes from us um and i think i'm pretty sure he's the owner uh and <laughs> i just said look i'm gonna be around in the morning are you at home he said no, no i'll be at work it's literally around the corner mm. it's twisted barrel and i'm like well now i'm gonna spend money that's great um, <laughs> and buy some beers obviously <laughs> yeah. so yeah went in had a chat real nice guy dropped his beer he's obviously just paid for beers and just ordered them and then mm. he gave us six beers takeaway like just free there you go. and i'm like that's just you know i didn't ask yeah. i just said i'm happy to pay for him i'm you know mm. Buy some beer, and he's like, "No, nah, just have them. It's fine." Stars, Harry. Yeah. We did have, yeah, we've had two beers already. Um, but yeah, well done, it's good lads. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just really, it's I don't know, they're so generous. I feel like loads yeah. of these breweries are just, you know, if they can make your day, they'll make your day. Which mm. is what we want to replicate yeah. as well. Yeah, massively. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Course. Yeah, we're not a bad bunch, those brewers. You know, we're drunk a lot, but you know, we're nice. <laughs> <So>. Absolutely. <laughs> drunk and hairy is normally the favorite. <laughs> like bearded. Yeah, yeah. Well, there yeah, you go. Hair, yeah. Aaron's got the got both, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although the man bun's going next year by all accounts, but that's uh, watch this space yeah, in it. So yeah, the... I'm done. I'm bored of uh, <laughs> growing it out now. It's doing me edit. So I mean, the hairline, guys. I mean, I know the uh, the yeah. fantastic listeners won't be able to see it, but that's uh, yeah. Snap, I mean, mate. Snap. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the you hairline, hit your early thirties, yeah. mate. That's it. I think it's I'm just... in smile a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Keep I've got a couple of up. friends who have uh, started going coming forward on a morning instead <laughs> of uh, instead of backwards. But yeah, it's yeah, not it's, good when uh, you're in your thirties, is it? Yeah, well, try your twenties, mate. It's, uh, it's uh, <laughs> Aaron's, Aaron's not there yet. <laughs> make you feel even worse now, mate. Sorry, we'll uh, just make you feel even more worse about yourself. But no, it's well, fine. Like, I'm uh, I'm all right. Come to I'm terms, shut up for a minute. Terms, yeah, um, but let, let's let's about your your hairline, Aaron. You're uh, you probably most of the way through um, the second beer that we uh, I am yes, between yes. us, which was the porter, I believe. It was yeah yeah the Baltic yeah the Baltic porter uh, Tempest. Um, yeah, and the one thing as well, it's sticky, nice yeah. that stickiness. Um, I can't remember who I was saying this to. I was saying some, so, someone to the other way. It might have even been Steve because it's probably the only person I talked to. Um, I don't have many friends. The, uh, <laughs> where it, it should, like, you know, when you get that stickiness that you can feel it on your lips afterwards. Mm. And anyone with, a, like, a, a moustache or, you know, beard will be able to think you can still feel it in the tash afterwards. Yeah, it that stays hot there. Moment, that's on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what that's doing. So that's just that's the thing I look for in in in, in pretty much all stouts uh, and porters, um, should I say. Um but certainly one that is of a higher AVB as well. That was the one thing I always looked for. And it's definitely got that. And then obviously you've got the uh, you know the chocolatey, that roast. The coffee taste in there as well, and um, that comes through towards the back end. 
Um, it's just it's really well balanced, and that's yeah, and that's I really really like beers that are just well made. I think that's you know you know sort of like you know brewer to brewer and and, and things when when beers are really well made, you can tell, and mm-hmm. that is 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 well made. That's very kind of say. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. No, no, you're more than welcome. It's yeah, it's just the balance between everything you know the AVB the body the you know the the the, the malt the maltiness of it it all just stacks up really 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 well well that's that's great because I mean dark beers have always been a favorite of ours anyway it's been something we've always been I mean Mm. I think particularly me I've for a long time leaned more towards the dark beers and I think when uh, I was talking a bit earlier I was saying that when we first started David was writing a lot of the pale beers and I was Mm. writing a lot of the dark beers Mm. Yeah. yeah and this is one of those ones that, again, has just been, yeah, like a labour of love, this one, hasn't it? And it's it's mm. turned out so much better than we could have imagined, really. Yeah, definitely. And to be fair, again, that's it's the, first, it's, nice. it's the first time we've tried that for a while. And that, yeah, not it's not surprised me how good it's tasting, but <laughs> because we've not had it in so long, I'm mm. like, oh, yeah, shit, I forgot how good that is. That's like, yeah, yeah. I do again, that all the time. It's, it's difficult not to toot your own horn, but yeah, yeah we're just proud of it, essentially. So, yeah. Not to your own horn, because yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't do that enough sometimes, you know, the sort of like you know, blow smoke <laughs> up uh, one's own, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, sometimes you know, if you take you know, uh, take heed and actually stand back and go, do you know what, we did all right then, mm. it's yeah, nice we, to... we struggle, we do struggle with that. Norm- yeah, normally, yeah. we're like massively hypercritical of ourselves, which I think, yeah, it's good in a, in a sense, but then both our partners like criticize us massively for that, yeah, thing. they do. Mm. Um, but the trouble is, they don't. Well, my wife doesn't drink alcohol at all. Um, and yeah. Obviously, with with Hattie, she drinks obviously certain types of beers. Yeah. But it's difficult to get another opinion outside yeah. of the little. And you, you almost don't want to send it out anywhere if it's shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. If it's yeah, crap, well, that's, you, don't, yeah. you don't want to send it out and get then a reputation from that. So it's difficult sometimes. But yeah, that's uh, that's aged incredibly well. Yeah, it's almost like you need a barometer almost for someone that's like will tell you honestly is like. You know, yeah, I think that's a bit shit. Oh, yeah, this is what. No, yeah. but you trust that opinion? Yeah, like somebody that's on Untapped or Instagram that's just knocking it just to see. Yeah, you no, know, they're actually looking at it analytically and saying, yeah, you know, for me, if it's a a porter, I'd expect it to be X Y Z or a pale or an IPA or a West yeah. Coast or something. Do you know what I mean? And we've discussed this before. And obviously, our first beer that we did our West Coast was really nice. Mm. Did it turn out exactly how I wanted it to? No, no. But if we went. And drank, you know, if we drank it, did we drink it? Yes. And do we enjoy it? Yes. Right. Well, yes. <laughs> that, then fine. It, you know, you know, it was just the appearance really more than anything that we weren't happy with the clarity. Mm. But when you boil it down to it was a nice beer, we enjoyed it. So be happy with it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's one of them things that you're not going to get it right every time. And sometimes no, no, you're not, no. that you can tweak a little bit, but that's the beauty of it. Because, you know, next time that you brew dinghy or tidal wave or whatever, you'll say, well, we'll, change the hopping slightly or the mash temperature slightly or the grain yeah. slightly or whatever it is uh, it's yeah. just that that you know not that the beer that you brought out is bad but it's always going to improve. cycle and continual yeah, improvement isn't it? That's on the the, site, isn't yeah it? we put on the website obviously because we're so small we're constantly yeah. making improvements there's constantly mm-hmm. going to be tweaks so every batch is going to taste slightly different mm-hmm. because yeah. we're not carling we can't we don't stick it in the machine hey, and yeah. yeah it doesn't just make itself i mean yeah this again. it's handmade. yeah consistency yeah, it's so thing, hard. Absolutely. And the other thing I would say, uh, just going off the clarity, um, obviously all of our beers are 100% vegan. Yeah. Now, 
the thing with that is obviously neither of us are vegan. We love a steak. Um, yeah. But for my beer, I don't yeah. want animal bits in my beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah. it just to be natural stuff. So, so the West Coast won't be as clear as we want it to be because we don't find it. You know, mm. we, we yeah. shot a protoflock in the in the boil, and that will help. But yeah. do you know what? That's again, that's is what it is. Seaweed based. Mm. Um, but apart from that, you know, if we wanted to go down the route of using this fungal um, findings you can use, uh, which we have sort of experimented with with certain beers, mm. but we want it to be as natural, unfiltered. Mm unprocessed as possible you know yeah so the west coast won't be as clear as others but mm. you know what as long as it's bitter and it's dry and it's crisp and it tastes bloody it good, tastes bloody good. Who yeah yeah well, that's, that's exactly yeah I, lo- I, I love that i think it's a brilliant uh you know that little mission statement mm. uh if you like that you've said because i think especially you can get sort of tied down with you know people wanting this and that and things like that and i think I, i'm guilty of that you know I, I i'm like yourself overly critical and things um but as well the whole you know the, the vegan thing is uh, you know when we started doing vegan things it was like oh are you are you going vegan are you doing it for you it's like no but you know whatever percent of people who come in who might be you know vegan or vegetarian or whatever or you know just don't want you know swim bladder in their beer Absolutely. you know yeah. <laughs> if yeah. some people you're cutting off yeah. straight away as soon as you serve that beer you're cutting off a certain percentage of people and why would you do that to yourself is is you know my opinion yes yeah. no it's absolutely it's it, it's almost it's good business to be to, to, you know we stick you know suitable for vegans on every single can mm. It's something that people look for, and you know, I've got I've got yeah. relatives who are vegan, and they always say, like, "Look, is everything vegan?" Because it's a big deal yeah. to them. You know, mm. it's the, yeah, course, essentially yeah. that's their way of life. You know, mm. um, and if we can be that inclusive, then take again. Why makes wouldn't, us more money. It makes us more money. Why <laughs> exactly. wouldn't we be? Yeah. You want to appeal to as many people <laughs> as you can, whilst still sticking with your original, you know, mission. What you say? Mm. Well, this so, is it, and especially yeah. in this day and age when we don't need to use. Uh, Isinglass, do you know what I mean? It's like you yeah. know, fair enough. On on bigger and more fancy kits, you can centrifuge, you can cold crash, and mm. all other fancy bits that you can do to help eliminate it. But now, are people that bothered? Do you know what I mean? It's like you know, 20, 30 years ago, if it were cloudy, you know, you people think there was something wrong with it, and mm. you know, so mm. there the probably was to be fair. But now it's like <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you know it, you know that haze is the good stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's like that's all the best bits that's yeah. in the bit. There's a reason why. Your, your mainstream lagers are crystal clear because I've got no flavour because I've got no bloody ingredients left in it. That's why yeah, yeah. it's all been zapped out of it. Mm. Whereas a, a thick, juicy pale or an IPA, it's got everything in it. It's still got all your yeah. residual yeast and hops and you know sugars from the the malt and everything. It's like well, that's what gives you the taste because if you take it all out, you're taking eighty percent of body and flavour away from it. So it's like, yeah. just just leave it be, just leave it in there. It's you know then I like with anything there might be some chunks at the bottom of it but if people pour it steady or let it settle it'll filter itself down to the bottom and it's like people yeah. expect that you know what i mean so it's yeah exactly it's like it's like the new stella thing dave uh sorry to swear on the podcast but <laughs> the uh <laughs> the, they've come out with their uh their our natural beer it's like oh, beer. Version. yeah the unfiltered mm. version and the adverts are very funny you know with nudists walking around and mm-hmm. very strategically placed bottles and things like that mm. and it, you know that, that's great you know that they've that they've done that and things but then you get the oh they've done something extra sort of crowd and i know that what's that will do is they'll charge more for this <clears throat> yeah 
than what they charge for normal, and they've done less yeah, for what it is. Cheaper. So business, <laughs> yeah, yeah, business, business sense. It's really, really clever. But I just want to sort of, you know, shake the guy in Asda who's buying it, going, "You don't understand." You know, <laughs> it's is that like, the, yeah, uh, I'm craft now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the you know, it's the old man shouts at clouds yeah. sort of syndrome that I have. It's mm. you know, just hang on, let me explain something to you. <laughs> you know, you can't get through it with everyone. He'll be wearing a plaid shirt and uh, ankle eye boots next week after he thinks <laughs> when he thinks he's a hipster now he's bought some unfiltered beer. Um, yeah, that's it. I was just gonna say, um, thinking like the uh, the cloudier beer. So um, when we first started giving it out to people just to sample, I remember my dad took some to his work just to pass around mm-hmm. to see what people mm-hmm. for, and he gave it to one of the old boys there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, oh, well, that tasted absolutely amazing. He says, but they need to sort something out. It's just not clear at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's the point of it. It's a hazy pale. It even says so on the can. It's like, no, no, pale ales aren't supposed to be hazy. It's like, yeah, no, they yeah. are. It's, it's a craft beer. It's not like your old school traditional beer. Like, oh, I don't understand that. So I don't know the demographic of, uh, of where you're uh, where you're based or where you want, would have wanted to be based, but it's um, where we're based. It's a, it's a, it's a traditional town and a, and a traditional Yorkshire town as well so we, they are you know very uh let's say opinionated <laughs> lots of bitters <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah which are all crystal clear and pulled from cascrete proper um <laughs> so you know and then so we found it very hard to get that sort of through to the uh the you know the the older generation it was a harder sale but uh hopefully uh it might be a bit more uh yeah we've got carling around here that's about yeah. it. There's Carling, right. Carling, and, and then there's there's a thing that's called Carling. If, yeah, you're feeling, <laughs> if you're feeling really adventurous, you might find a Moretti somewhere. Yeah, mm. or the Sam Sam mm. Miguel. What's that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. It's got a foreign name. It must be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fancy. Yeah, that's about that's all about all Nuneaton's got to offer. Unfortunately, yeah. if there's one thing Europeans no good lager. It's like, well, yeah, it's it's literally made over there, mate. I can see it. Yeah, it's burnt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the only thing I was going to sort of talk about guys and ask really is that obviously i know that was was now always the sort of estimated time to launch and and if not or if uh, why now because obviously the, as as we know the industry is very challenged at the moment obviously you've got the benefit of being in full-time employment beyond making the beer but was now just as good a time as any were you in a position where you thought the beer is good enough so let's do it or what what was the sort of the the reason to push push the button now well, we've been doing it for was it well, three years odd now? Three and a half, mm. yeah. Three and a half now. To be honest, I mean, slight tangent. We probably didn't launch the most sensible time anyway, did we? Because I'm I'm self-employed, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the the day we launched um, was a Sunday, I think, wasn't it? And the next day, I flew to Spain for a week for work. So I kind of just left David <laughs> left him with all orders to, and to deal with the work. Yeah, so which, uh, I was very appreciative of. I, I sent him lots of pictures from Barcelona, like liters yeah. of beer and stuff. So, I'm yeah. going to press a button, thanks. but I'm on a plane now. See you, bye. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, mate. Flying off into sunset. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it felt like we'd been working up to it for so long, mm-hmm. and we we'd kind of made the decision probably in the summer, realistically, that we we need to get cracking. We want to launch now. We've been working on these beers for so long mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. We've got a stock starting to build up. We're really happy with what we've got. And if we don't launch now, when are we actually going to do it? We need to pull the trigger. And yeah, I mm. think we we picked that date. And then unfortunately, like I said, I took the work on after that, mm-hmm. not thinking particularly well, obviously. Yeah. 
I think to be fair, if it hadn't been for COVID, I th- well, yeah. the trouble is with COVID, it, it was sort of a double-edged sword for us because it helped in a way. Yeah, it did help in a way. In, in one sense, obviously, we literally registered the business in January 2020, so it came at the worst time. Oh right. But but then in another sense, we we never brewed so much. So we literally just took yeah. it in turns. We just brewed by ourselves because at that point we were brewing like a 35 litre uh, yeah. again in my garage. Well, so, each other's like we did because oh, yeah, we, we yeah. weren't allowed to be together uh, around each other. So yeah, I yeah. drive the yeah. kit round because we we live around the corner from each other yeah. anyway. So I drive the kit round to David's garage, drop it outside, and then leave. He'd take it in his, <laughs> give it a, for a clean over. He'd brew his batch of beer, and then the next week I'd do exactly the same. Yeah. And we just for probably about six months or so, we were just doing that. So we were brewing we're so much out, beer yeah. and just going, yeah. okay, well I'm going to brew this style. If you brew this style, hmm. we'll swap the cans or the bottles at the bottles, time. Yeah we'll see what we think and then we'll just keep building on those recipes mm. and it was a great experience to be fair wasn't it just yeah. to, to really really just brew as much as we could it does sound really cool to be there. fair yeah. yeah and to be fair i think if it hadn't been for kobe but i don't think i think life would have got in the way more you yeah. know we wouldn't have brewed so much so it's it's weird but yeah I th- it, it's hard to tell whether it's helped or hindered i don't know i think it's a bit of both because like, yeah. we did get to brew a lot yeah. more but i mm. think we probably would have launched a little bit earlier as yeah. well Rightfully or wrongly, we would have, yeah. Well, this is the extent that the, the product might not have been as good because you'd not had as much time to practice and the brewing and obviously, yeah. like say, during lockdown when mm. there'll bugger all else to do if you, you know, if you were on furlough, especially. But if yeah. you were working, you'd finish, you'd be sat on your sat in your ass at home, like, what do I do now? You know, it's well, you you've put the hard yards in and you've got the practicing and 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 done it and done the the Q and A and the sampling. Like you say, you might have launched earlier, but. You've had more teething problems, like say if you've got the the canning mm. machine and things, and not figured all these things out that you're in a position where you are now, yeah. then you just you just don't know, do you? So it, it's weird how the the world works. And we discussed this at the shop because I I wasn't at the shop before COVID, but then COVID made me uh, made redundant, and then I ended up working at the shop. And it's like how mm. life would have gone completely in two yeah. complete opposite. I wasn't even yeah. in the beer industry at that point. It would have been completely different. And it's like for you guys now, it might might have been completely different you know you might who knows you know you might have launched and thought oh no do you know what we've not cracked it we'll either rein it in or you know whatever you might not have yeah. carried on it's just it's hard to say isn't it so it's good that you've sort of carried on and got through the sort of the the small you know challenges that were in your way of doing it in each other's garages and things and yeah. come out the other side and now have a you know a, a business and an end product that you're happy with to to send out to people yeah. so yeah i think the other thing is i think like you say as well we're we're fortunate that it is we're fortunate it's part-time it's frustrating mm. a lot of the time because we want to just crack mm. on and, and and do it full time mm. but more. obviously we don't want to be ungrateful for we've got steady income you know yeah my kids yeah, can yeah. get fed it's fine yeah, you yeah. know we can just yeah. you know it doesn't feel like I've, I've had a day off in god knows how many months because yeah. you know every every monday which is my day off we're either brewing we're delivering planning planning, working somewhere else you're working elsewhere and yeah it's evenings and it's like especially in the winter especially in the winter like one o'clock in the morning like come on trying to chill a bit at one o'clock in the morning yeah it's brutal yeah you might as well just go outside i'm gonna say yeah this time of year you might as well just go outside yeah we do but yeah it's but to be fair i don't know like i say especially with the recession that's going on now i'm grateful that we can still do it as you know we're in the best we're in the best position we can be at the moment because yeah. we're actually selling it we're selling it rather than just making it and stocking it you know we're mm. now selling it and 
we can carry on with the day, you know, we don't have to worry about bills. Well, we don't have to worry about bills, but that's another story. You know, <laughs> yeah. You're not relying on that to pay the bills. Yeah, that's the thing. Absolutely. And we, if can, you were, we can then, be... yeah, we can pick the right moment to then launch properly once hopefully things Putin dies and we, you know, things get normal. Hopefully. <laughs> I, think it, I think it massively helps it as well, though, that, yeah, I think it massively helps that we just genuinely love everything about it maybe not so much the cleaning no. but we'd, we'd love every, like there's, there's probably not a day that goes by that we're not messaging even if we're not actually meeting to do anything beer related that day mm. there's probably not a day that passes where we're not messaging each other about something to do with either our brewery or talking about some other beer yeah yeah, yeah. it's just and that just makes everything so much easier that it's just it's fun to even there's, like you were just saying there's times where we're, we're doing things at one o'clock in the morning and it's hot. It's been a long day because we've both been working all day and then we've been brewing the beer. And mm. you just remember, like, you think, oh, this beer is going to be fucking brilliant when yeah. we get to it. Though. I can't <laughs> yeah, wait yeah, to try yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just so much fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. No, you sat there cursing. He's like, you best be good. You best turn on the air. Swear to God. I've sworn at many a fermenter. Yeah. Be good. Yeah. But it's good that you're in that position now where things are are working out or going well for mm. you guys so we uh, we wish you the the best of success with the continued rollout and for oh, all definitely. people like a west coast ipa like like we do we'll be shouting out about this beer the the tidal wave yeah. it's just your best uh, jumping oh, car steve and bring half of that can round for me it's all gone i'm not driving i'm not driving anywhere mate i'm not driving anywhere i'll uh, I'll, order, I'll order you some when it's out i'll order you some i'll, tell, I'll send you some for christmas i'll send you some for christmas. oh good lad yeah but guys thank you for uh thank you for coming on thank you for sending the beers we really 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 appreciate it and it's been it's been great chatting to you and and hopefully like i said it's it, our paths will hopefully cross at some point mm. uh, in person, whether it be at a festival or we we come to you or you guys come up here when you're in the area. We'll we'll certainly uh, look to meet up with you and have a chat and uh, and hopefully learn a thing or two from you as as novices as you're now. You know, I, I say experts, but compared to us, you'll be experts with a uh, <laughs> with a cannula and a and a filler and what have you. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely look to take some advice from you and and look to get you in. At, um, Yachtcraft beers as well. We'll uh, when you're in a position to to stock that, we'll we'll definitely hit you up for for that as well. Yeah. But uh, for people listening, um, where can people find out more about Dead Weight? Uh, and more importantly, where can they go to buy your beer from? So uh, I think if you go to Dead Weight Brewing, is it Dead Weight Brewing on Instagram? Yep. And you'll probably speak to David there. In all honesty, because he's very social media savvy, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then the website is deadweightbrewing.co.uk, and uh, that is essentially at the moment. It is nice and simple. It is just a shop, so mm-hmm. you can. There's a little about us section. There's a little about us if you, you want. You can see our mugs then if you want, actually want to. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can fill your boots, and there will be yeah new beer going this week. Uh, there will be some new packs as well. So mm-hmm. looking to some new packs this week, and then and a couple of new beers in a couple of weeks' time potentially yeah. as well. Good. Oh, yeah. nice. Pale oh, come in and a wheat nice. beer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And is that lo- is, is that local only? Or are we doing shipping? Where was to get it beer anywhere shipping, in the UK pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. shipping throughout the UK uh Excellent. it is free over 40 pounds uh local delivery free over 20 pounds so fill your boots. does Leeds class as local <laughs> no that's the business that's <laughs> yeah, the business yeah. mind i wanted to see there you go <laughs> well that sounds like we need to order a box between us for christmas hour and done it that's the only thing for it 
Uh, it's recording. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. We'll chuck you on yeah. an extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll good one. Na- nail, nail as close to the mast. We'll we'll stick an order in for Christmas. We'll get some of this West Coast IPA down our and so I'm, I'm sure he'll love it as well. So, but no, David Dale, thank you, thank you very very much for for joining. It's been great. I really appreciate it. But if you for listeners that are listening, please do go follow Deadweight on on Instagram and stick an order in because the beers we can. Highly, highly recommend them, and hopefully we'll we'll have them uh, uh, Yorkshire Craft beers very, very soon. But guys, thank you very much. We'll we'll speak to you soon, and uh, wish you the best for the continued rollout of the beers. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Uh, cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers. cheers.